This is DJ and Allison and welcome to Neon Nonsense. This episode is sponsored by Ventex Technologies. So DJ and I really want to give Ventex a shout out. I discovered Ventex through Morgan, who is our current guest today. And in the middle of a particularly chaotic project of mine, Morgan suggested I try a specific Ventex transformer. And this transformer is one that you can actually put the color of GTO that you want in the transformer and make it as long as you want. And it has revolutionized my the pieces that I send out the door. And not only that, but I want to kind of double shout out to say thank you that they keep our local distributors stocked as well. Because I was able to drive to Renton and get those transformers the day of, which revolutionized my ability to get my products out the door for those clients. So thanks, Ventex. I had a project where I was trying to kind of make the illusion of hypnosis for a piece, an art piece that I was doing. And I was told by Morgan, our guest on this episode, that there was a scripting transformer that Ventex sold that you could adjust the speed on the scripter. And it is awesome. And it totally stops everyone in the gallery and they kind of look at it, wait for it to start up again. I wanted it to be really slow and not kind of flash on and off and be kind of affronting. So I really love how adjustable and versatile that transformer is. Thanks, Ventex. We're here today with our friend, Morgan Crook. He is a, an amazing tube bender, general helper and teacher extraordinaire of all things neon. And DJ and I are so grateful to have him as our friend. He, I've joked on previous episodes about how he has literally saved my life at various times over the last couple of years. But not only that, he also is full of amazing stories and tons of words of wisdom. And we just want to hang out with him today. So join us as we discover, what did you do today, Morgan? Today? Yeah, Morgan. Well, first, thanks for having me on your podcast. Yeah, um, thank you for joining for us. being here. Yeah. Um, today, today I worked on a pattern for a neoflame clock, which has got a Ooh. big old crackle tube around the outside of it. And this one is complete, not completely assembled now, but all the parts are there, including the crackling outside, which is an original borosilicate part. Hmm. Um, which we got working um, up at Glass the other week. And I'm making some patterns so we can make more. We, so we or somebody that I can con into making these, um, <laughs> making these borders. And I did, um, I started conning my friend um, Bruce Suba today and he might pick this up. Yeah, come on, but Bruce, want, help us out. Uh, yeah. But wait, um, before we go too far, say, at the beginning, you called it a neon Flare? What did you call that? Neo flame clock. Neo flame. What what does that refer to? What's that mean? Well, I would think that it has that the flame part is that has to do with the visible crackle tube that's around the whole thing. It's like oh. 20 inch diameter and the tube itself is 22 millimeters, 24 millimeters, something like Whoa. that. Whoa. And just and for those who don't make neon, that's a pretty large 
tube. Like think about a almost a fluorescent tube size yeah, piece it's of glass. More, yes, it's more than it's more than a four foot stick, which wow. I should have measured before I started bending them. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> um, so um, worked on that. That's coming along pretty good. I'm supposed to be I'm making some parts so we can make more of these things and make sure that they fit since they're so hard to make to begin with. Hey Morgan, um, what's a crackle tube? A crackle tube. <laughs> a crackle tube is a is a neon tube and it's got some kind of fill in it. And the best fill is is a thin walled tubulation looking glass. So six millimeter, seven millimeter um having yeah, I've seen, people have used marbles in it and things like that, but um, having something light is really nice um, because once you fill, once you literally fill the inside of the thing with this short pieces um, of of glass, um, when the electricity goes from electrode to electrode, it jumps from section to section because the arc as it's going through it, it changes the environment. It jumps to the next path of least resistance. Then it instantaneously changes the atmosphere there. Then it jumps over to another one. And it just literally looks like it's crackling through the tube. It's a fantastic look. They're really um, neat. Yeah. They are really neat. Um, we used to, I made a couple real simple ones a, while, a good while back. Um, for um, trying to get people to use them like on a logo. You, you can use just a small one places that's really effective, like um, put a little flame in front of a, a, a logo for a steakhouse or something, something that's got flame inside of it. That's cool. Um, oh, to live um, in a world where crackle tube was cost efficient to do yeah, on a time. sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of hours in these things. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe you could, if you were doing four or five of them, you could probably, maybe you could do one in a day. So um, massive amount of time for, you know, five feet of glass. But yeah, um, I mean, I, I remember this must have been two years ago now. I was still working at glass and we were started cutting those tubulation pieces to fill mm -hmm. those. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a thing we would do, or we get like an intern to do, and there was like nothing really to do. <laughs> would be, hey, just cut really tiny pieces of this tiny glass, please. Sweet for hours on end. Well, that sounds like yeah. a fun day. Um, so that would that made some good progress on that. Um, I worked on a neon manifold that we sold through Ventex, um, hmm. single sided tank gas U gauge on it. Um, just a nice basic manifold and I'm supposed to be delivering it next week. So that's coming along. I started getting the sign magazines when they, when I first started this. So 30 something years ago and a few years ago, um, after it had taken over one room of the house, we went through and like cut out the things that had to do with neon and, um, Twitch is great space saver but um you then lose your index so <laughs> so massive boxes full of random neon stuff and um looking for some stuff on somebody's i'm trying to help somebody who's doing another 
another fake neon versus LED comparison about oh, nice. how, how bright they are, how much energy they use, and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, blah. And um, I, I'm trying to do that again. Uh, chase the oil in the truck. That got done today, so that was good. <laughs> and, um, and then I chased a lot of crap around in the shop. Um, trying to get set back up for a student that I'm going to have this weekend here as part of our, as part of our test people sort of for the, um, when we get master's class stuff set up. That's exciting. So. So exciting. That yeah. was today. Yeah. Morgan, are you sure you don't have a, like a red phone in your garage that rings when everyone anyone has like a neon question i feel like whenever <laughs> i'm calling you it's it's with a like it's like panic mode i try not to bother you you know i like talking possible. to y'all when when you're Same. not freaking out about something too so i know that, those, are, those nice. are good days <laughs> i know other other than this moment we're usually like uh morgan my load is wrong why is it running hot please help me I can't find the leak, Morgan. Is there a leak? <laughs> is life even, is it even real? <laughs> no. Will I ever finish this project? No, you will, to, you will not. You will not. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm going to wing it. Screw it. <laughs> uh, and then we're like, Morgan, can you tell us how to wing it correctly? Thanks. <laughs> um, I can, I can try first calm down it's gonna be okay <laughs> yeah it's either yeah. a crisis or it's not and we got to get through it either way so here exactly we go. exactly i think that's my favorite thing about being your neon buddy is i feel like you're so terrific at just building community around people who are trying to learn this craft and this trade I, one of the things i admire so much about you is your passion for it and your deep desire to see it live on. And that that's one of the major reasons I'm so grateful for you is I, I feel like it's mutually beneficial that we at least are helping, you know, you pass on your legacy too when you're helping us. And it's not just me freaking out. And then uh, I at least learn something and it's, it's always so great. And I feel like maybe DJ can talk a little more about this too, but we, we're, we really love how there used to be such an strong in-person community and how some of that's dwindled but you you both have been involved in things like ventex parties is that correct yeah yeah um yeah I, and I, I don't i think it's the thing it's just changed i mean there's certainly was a period where there wasn't a lot of community um and yes i have been boring the crap out of people for a long time talking about neon <laughs> and um I'm grateful that y'all are picking that up to bore new people, new young people about the beauty of neon. Um, no, I, it, I just really like this stuff. Um, and uh, in other jobs that I had before, I had some really good teachers. And, um, mm -hmm. and even starting out in my neon career, I had some people, well, I mean, it certainly isn't that I'm, you know, the smartest person around, but I had access to a lot of really, really good people. Um, mm. Back in back, even in the I mean, in the transcode days, we were they were importing the Mason light glass and electrodes. I had access to those people. I was good friends with the people at Voltark, so I pestered them about 
coded tubing and mm. uh, worked for EGL for a while. So I had good access there. And, and I mean, fundamentally, if you're just nice to people, they'll answer your questions and trying to pass that on. And mm-hmm. y'all are trying and y'all are trying to pass that on, too, which I appreciate. Same, but, yeah. but it certainly it certainly has changed. I mean, um, there's always been a, always not long after I started, which was 30 something years ago. Um, there was a strong, really strong community then, and it was through Neon Dash L. Um, I was told the other day that I think it's more than 25 years old now, and it was everybody telling everybody anything, everything that they knew about Neon. It was, there were no, it, if there was any problem, it was about people's people just showing off. I mean, it was. <laughs> Everybody was, if they, if anything, was trying to one up each other, but there was certainly no holding back in terms of secrets or anything like that. Mm. Um, it was very much the opposite. That's refreshing um, to hear. Uh, well, I mean, how long, how long ago was Neon, did Neon News come around? That must have been fifteen-ish, at least, or twenty. Yeah, Eve said it was in the eighties. So, so that's 30 years now. Okay. And, you know, and again, whatever time and again, is. Yeah. That again, that's everybody telling everything that they know about Neon. And Neon L is still going. Um, not quite as busy as it was. Um, and there certainly were years where in the decline of Neon, you know, 10 years ago-ish, um, that you could still find people but um then as social media stuff came along um that's gone very very well in a lot of avenues mm-hmm. but um there's also some i don't know it maybe it's me i'll start there um but i was gonna say maybe there, there's some sort of there's some benefits that we can enjoy when we physically get together rather than mm-hmm. videos or social yeah. or photos or whatever and they're standing in the same room and you pick up subtleties of of hey have you ever tried this or have mm-hmm. no what if you hold why do you hold your hands that way or what's up with that funky blow hose you've got or why do you cut I mean, your glass yeah. like that just and, seeing the way someone ho- has their glass uh stored is yeah like yes yeah. very helpful dude they don't even necessarily have to teach you anything just being in someone's shop mm-hmm I yeah, I mean, amazing. In the, in mm-hmm. the past few weeks, um, um, I was at Neon Works in, which is inside the American American Museum, American Side Museum. I was in there. Um, I was in DJ shop. I was in a shop in New York, and between all three of those places, we were able. I was able to share things with others, and DJ had some great ideas about for the shop that's in New York about uh, clever ways to work in small spaces and um, mm-hmm. um, just learning from, <laughs> learning from other people is fantastic. Gold star, gold star for DJ. Yes, Tiny absolutely. house neon studio. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it to my friend. He's like, that's brilliant. It is brilliant. <laughs> and it looks cool too. Yeah, yeah it does. So everybody go to DJ's. Um, as soon as right after you hear this podcast yeah come visit me please mm-hmm. in, my, in my dungeon basement or jacob my partner jacob would be like did you hear that thunderstorm this today and i was like nope, <laughs> nope. 
Sure I was in my I murder basement. Know. It rained. I was down in the murder basement with no windows. But yes, it's 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 been fun, a fun challenge to try and fit all of my shit in that tiny place. And I feel very proud of how much I have shoved in there. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. And yeah, I mean it's 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 coming from the metalsmithing background. It's it's you know, I remember going to snag con- conferences society of north american goldsmiths and there are none of like 75 percent of the people that go to that conference are not goldsmiths they don't work with gold they just won't change the name it's just an old name that they could just keep using <laughs> but but it was fun and it was cool and you would like they had pin swaps and there were like activities Aww. and people would hold gallery shows in their lo- in their um, hotel rooms because they were students and they would just like lay out all their work on the bed that's fun yeah it well was, i mean it was a cool yeah. environment same thing was happening in the back in back in the day um we <laughs> rode the donkey to the sign <laughs> show and and wherever there was an isa show or um there we the neon people got together and there were big parties and small parties but there was always a party and there was 20 vendors to 50 vendors um in some of these places um when the atlantic city show was going on there was always a party there at at um tobin chris beeble's place and there were a lot of people there it was a great party as as the sign association sort of divested itself of neon stuff so the party just sort of went away after that mm-hmm. and um we started picking it up a couple of years ago there was a party at um in brooklyn at uh avalon there was a party the next year in glass and then there was covid and that was it mm. <laughs> yeah but they were really cool parties well, um, and they will they, happen again. They will happen yeah. again. Yes, I'd love to host one on the West Coast at some point. I finally, have you room know, for people. It'd be fun. There, there is a plan. To, there are two plans. Hopefully, West Ooh. Coast, and um, yes, between you and Western Neon, I think that would make mm-hmm. for a great spot. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I did talk to them, those guys, about that a little bit, and great. you and I spoke a little bit. And um, the other one is doing something with um, in Cincinnati as in the American Sun Museum, who yeah. hopefully will be doing something about um, master's class too. So great place to start that. Like every website that's supposed to sell stuff for neon, except for like maybe one is like the neon part of the website is like the, on the t- world's tiniest tab at the bottom of the, of the website somewhere where and they're like, here's this three neon things we still currently sell. Deal with it. And they're like, please still email me for the price because heaven forbid I put these three prices on my friggin' website. Yeah. yeah. End of rant for now. Or they're like, like you have to be a giant sign company to order from us. And you're just like, you won't even take my money? Yeah. Wait, what? You, you Too don't... small to pay for things. <laughs> Uh, oh goodness neon good or bad go neon it's not leds go fuck yourself or not this ought to be this ought to be 
that ought to be both neon and recording nonsense. <laughs> yeah, AV, AV test neon AV time. Test. <laughs> yeah. For those just tuning in, we have been dealing with some technical difficulties on our end. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. And now fine. we're back, and it's great. With enough wine, everything's fine. Yes, and I have a new beer, so that my wonderful wife brought me, so I'm in good shape too. Catherine, hello. Um, I think that's what was so great about the party, the Ventex parties. It was like you and Catherine was there. And for those of you who don't know, Morgan's wife, Catherine, is a caterer, caterer, <laughs> and is an, an amazing hostess extraordinaire. Um, and yes. so if you you happen to be um in the proximity of Morgan and Catherine and you happen to be on a marquee. <laughs> Ask for some food uh, or mention food. Yeah, and she will she may go it. get you tacos out of nowhere right. for no reason right. and bring them to you. Sort um, of like the lady likes sort to watch of like people living eat. With your, sort of like living with your grandma if grandma had pretty legs and cussed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree on both counts. You heard it here on this on our podcast. We'll teach you who you should befriend and why. And why, yes. It just they, the parties had a real like grassroots kind of like a uh, family feel to them from the start. When I when I got there and I that was kind of what I observed and it was really cool. Mm. And and that's it was very informal mm. and I enjoyed that. That's nice. It was, and I, I thought it was a nice, it was a nice balance of, of, um, <laughs> trying not, I'm trying to think of another word than old people. There were a lot of people there who had <laughs> a lot of neon bending experience. Um, and neon lot, treasures. And were, treasures, yes. <laughs> As in buried by drunken pirates and dug up later. <laughs> but we're also the pirates, so I don't, I don't yes, know. Yes, we are. And um, Arr. and there was you know, and, and, and a nice blend of people who were just starting off, and um, that's that's where we need to be building that bridge between these two groups. Mm -hmm. And I yeah, it's really fun to see yeah, and it was to see like a group of people kind of sharing their communal knowledge. It's it's a really um, special thing and that's why conferences have workshops and lectures and all mm -hmm. kinds of different activities to learn from other people um craft you know mm -hmm. it's it's like a telephone a game of telephone yeah i do i do always like whenever i'm talking to someone who either was taught by someone who had the kind of experience that you would have in the 50s uh, I get real jealous. I know that like that was not the greatest time to be a woman in 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 any situation. But uh, unless you, you wanted to, you really love being a housewife, which is totally cool. That's your thing. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that amount of experience with those types of signs, like like I I'm jealous that I can't reach back into a time machine and and talk to some of those people about their experiences mm. um mm -hmm. but that's why those dentex parties and other parties are really important because their students are our teachers so mm -hmm. that's it's you can kind of glean 
some of that information if you listen carefully. And mm -hmm. y'all are our future. So together Aww. we go forth oh, and the world a shiny, brightly <laughs> colored, energy efficient place for neon. Yeah. Yes. Well, I like the, I love the, the party thing. I love the gather and hang out and maybe drink a little and maybe still play with fire vibe. And I also love your vision for building actual curriculum again. I feel like that's something that's majorly lacking in general. There's you give know, me a syllabus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and tell no. me when things are due. But yeah, I, I feel like so Morgan, you've told me a little bit about kind of your plan. You have a desire to really build actual classes and help people actually become tradespeople in this. Uh, will you tell us a little more about your vision and what, what you want to do through the American Sign Museum? Yes, my vision. That's um sounds scary. Um, well, over the, <laughs> over the past few years, I was fortunate at Bintex to have um, um, <laughs> little parental supervision. So I, <laughs> I could do, we were successful in selling things. So that was all great. And beyond that, I could do a lot of other things. And it, it worked, it's worked really, really well. Um, so through, we had a wonderful person, um, uh, Sydney Wagner at and who was in the marketing department, and we, we did some really good stuff. Um, we got and we clearly moved, like we were clearly moving away from being marketed and just focusing on sign restoration and it being old stuff. There's only a certain there if you're just catering to those people, um, there's just a limited number of old white guys who find this interesting. And, and that's <laughs> not just what Neon is about. Um, there is a lot of new construction going on. There's a lot of artwork of, of new Neon projects. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the art world. But we sort of sort of realized that there was a, that there was a problem in that the group of people who want to do art or want to be hobbyist that's all well and good and i applaud those people and try to help those people along but those of us who've been doing commercial neon there there are no more apprenticeships in companies that have neon departments that's just gone away there are not many sign companies that got neon departments anymore that all those all those neon people have moved into small shops and are working for themselves. Yeah. Most of the good ones are really, really busy. But how do you get how do you get from taking a two-week course um, or two-month course? How do you get to be good enough to go restore a marquee or build a new mm -hmm. marquee? Mm -hmm. And so what the plan is. I've got commitments from, oh, a dozen or so vendors, all of whom have more than 20 years commercial bending experience. That's amazing. And they are all willing to give a couple weeks, whether that's five days times two or three days times two or whatever, mm -hmm. um, to, to teach students who want to become journey people. 
Wonderful. We've got great commitments from those people. Some of them have better skills and things than, than, than others. Um, uh, Deb Slatkin in Charlotte is, um, has stunning, uh, she's a fantastic vendor, but she has stunning layout and graphic skills. And whenever mm. I need anything to look good, I'll get her to come up with some kind of design for me. So I may do something on bending or pumping, um, I sure am not going to do anything on how to sell signs or probably not how to run a business or whatever. There are a lot of <laughs> other people who can bring those things. All these people are spread across the U.S., but uh, my good friend Shauna Peterson came up with a great idea of having a mothership to run this stuff through. Mm-hmm. Part of it because some of the people that I who volunteered to teach are either pretty remote in location, um, they have tiny shops, um, and and so I started talking to the people at the American Sound Museum, and they are interested in doing something. Um, they have fantastic capabilities. They've got great space. They've got equipment. Part of their mission statement is is teaching, is education, mm. and we can help that. Yeah. So I think I've conned somebody into vetting the students. Um, someone who is <laughs> the, that woman who's snickering in the background there. Present. Um, Which one? <laughs> <laughs> um, that that I think Danielle is going to do the vetting of students and some organizing, and um, oh, lovely. Hopefully, hopefully after the first of the year, um, COVID will finally let up and we'll start to get this thing going. We've got, um, as I said, started off with what I did today. Um, got another student coming um, this weekend to spend a couple of days, um, a day pumping and a couple of days bending. Um, and she's been bending for a couple of years now. Um, and Danielle has been um, a, a, a great, a great um, test bunny for me. That's gone, that's gone good. We've tried stuff yeah. that's worked and stuff that hasn't worked and yep. had another student in there another another Al- an Alfred graduate who did great the other week so mm. it's gonna it's gonna work out good just need some healthy people and an outline I know Danielle I'm working on that syllabus. Too. give us the syllabus, syllabus give yes. it <laughs> well that's yeah. I think yeah it's like it's you either have places like Alfred or a few other art schools that have neon departments and you take a few classes, like Allison said, I think in the very beginning, first episode, um, you know, there's there's a few classes and people get hooked. And then what do they do mm-hmm. next? Like there's exactly. no uh, extra step. Yeah, 100%. Um, besides yeah. taking a giant leap and, and buying a bunch of equipment. I mean, they're, you know, or like in slow, very slowly uh, getting your stuff while you do a, another job. Mm-hmm. Well, or like con a shop into taking you on. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And that's absolutely that's why I'm so impressed with the two of you. Y'all are y'all are making it work. And um there could be more successes out there. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also important to keep the community together for a reason, like not just obviously because everybody is like super cool and has great stories and uh, we all should, you know, be a good community together, but also, the equipment that we use is so specialized. And uh, you recently came to visit my shop 
uh, with the craziest thing, the craziest piece of neon equipment I have ever seen riding shotgun in your car, Morgan. Would you what? like to tell tell the the podcast listeners what, what that is? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the the 42 inch ribbon. Oh burner? yes, yes. What? Yeah. Um, I was um big boy. I was in Milwaukee the other while, month, (laughs) two months, and I was trying to help um, liberate uh, a bunch of ribbon burners and crossfires that were in, had been in somebody's garage in their basement for, I don't know, 10 years at least. And um, so we went up there and um, got some drug stuff out of the garage and um, have dispersed it uh in a bunch of places so hopefully people can can have equipment to use so trying to grease some wheels there and um so we're packing all this stuff up and the guy's like dave you want this and i'm like whoa (laughs) and it was it was a it was a four foot ribbon burner oh it was it was cast it was cast in one piece it wasn't just two 24s welded together. Wow. With two economizers? It, it would have taken, they, they, they were running, the way that they had them set up, they had squirrel cage fans with gas going straight into the bottom of it. So they would have run, you don't run economizers on there. You've just got your squirrel cage fan blowing straight into yeah. the bottom and the gas dumping into the, uh, into the squirrel cage fan. Mm-hmm. And so they would have had a pair of those and um, and four feet of flame coming out of them. Wow. I do wish I'd gotten to see it run. But on the other hand, um, I have other things that I'm chasing around <laughs> the garage trying to uh, trying to uh, make space for students. So I just keep imagining the the two person situation that would have had to exist to bend with that. Yeah. Piece. And the coordination between the two people. Yeah, seriously. Talk about uh, collaboration. Wow. It reminds me a little bit that when I was living in Arkansas, I was still metalsmithing and I had come across a guy on Craigslist who had st- the his ter- his words were starting to let go of some of his anvil collection. And I didn't have my own anvil yet. Hmm. And so I brought my friend Dan out to go with me because it was rural Arkansas and anvil collection. <laughs> <laughs> and he was also a metalsmith so he came with me and this dude had the like craziest like the jay leno of collections but with anvils it was just amazing and then i look i'm looking he had like pictures of people using anvils from back in the day and then i'm looking at this one picture of a group of people it must have been in the 30s or some somewhere abouts and there were two dudes who were jacked. Their arms were so jacked. And they were both holding the same hammer that had a double handle. So they, they and then I, then to the side, you could see that there was, it was a chain, like a boat chain, like Titanic size boat chain uh, making fabrication setup. So they Whoa. had a double, double person hammer for some reason. That was pretty amazing. And so tandem tools are something that I've always, I, I never knew existed to begin with. And then when I saw that, 
I started looking them up and they are pretty interesting amazing objects so did you get an anvil from that guy he, no he wanted too much money for all of them <laughs> of course he didn't give you a reasonable price I mean, Any, anyone who's like i'm gonna start getting rid of my collection maybe you're like nope red flag you're not it was ready. such a shame maybe. it was maybe. it's such a shame he could have like you know there are people out there who could use these things and I, I mean, I'm a collector. I get it. Like, I love Same. collecting things. But uh, at some point, when it comes to tools, you, I don't know. Like, I just emotionally kind of gave away my, most of my metalsmithing equipment to a dear friend who still metalsmiths. But I know that it's still getting used. And yeah. I think, you know, they're going to get, like, treated well by a person that knows how to use them and not yeah. sit in my, my closet until the end of time. I don't know. It just, it was frustrating. Yeah. There's a few neon hoarders also who like can't part with their tools. And I get it, but at the same time, same. Like there are people who could really utilize these and they wouldn't collect dust. They would make really cool shit in the world. Yeah. I know. But you know. We are we are liberating some equipment. Um I've got a trip out west to tucson area um in a few weeks hmm. and, and um take me with you <laughs> yeah and i'll meet you let's go <laughs> and you, um, we can go through texas i have an install in texas and then i'll be here <laughs> well your, i do uh, have a stop at the Ventex world headquarters in san angelo so what and hey and it's between in tucson's between i mean I'm going from South Carolina to Tucson, so about anywhere is in between. So That's true. Everything, That's everything true. but Allison is in between. I know. It's true. It's. I feel like there, like there are. So I'm so happy to have uh, the relationship I have with you, Morgan, because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. the, the like. I feel like there's a there's a there's a lot of information and a lot of people telling their story in California and on the West coast and even in the Northeast. But I don't, I don't feel like neon and neon benders in the South necessarily get as much Hmm. uh, press or Mm -hmm. as much. um, Maybe they don't want it. Maybe that's part of it. I, the people that I come across they're, they're not necessarily trying to have a TikTok or an Instagram. <laughs> um, and I, that's totally yeah. val, 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 valid. Um, oh, your favorite, Morgan. You. Instagram thank and TikTok. Thank you for saying that. Even it's if you valid. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah. It's not my fault I grew up with the internet. Don't judge me. <laughs> you know what it was like before the internet, too. So don't be too mad at us. I remember AIM. I remember it. <laughs> I remember the noise it made when I fired that shit up. I remember having a computer room. Yes. (laughs) We digress. Just kidding. You've been duped into an old school technology podcast. Vintage. Vintage (laughs) technology. Insert AOL dial-up sound here. Yeah, so it seemed when we were trying to get this video, this audio recorded three minutes ago. Yeah, right. (laughs) Our 30-minute break, yeah. I just wish there were wires still. Why aren't there any wires? Everything's wired. Because they're all hanging in front of Morgan's face. By the That's true. <laughs> yeah. Morgan's been devoured by the Matrix. Yes. Uh, Slipped in a hole. Of, so do you own. think, 
do you do you think that your because you worked for so many different neon companies over your time in the business that that has given you a advantage to basically do 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 mentorships or do be a um kind of teacher of of the craft do you feel like it has um given you any special uh what's the word powers (laughs) special powers boy you have been watching too many comics lately um well she keeps referring to as the craft which is like a witchcraft (laughs) movie so yeah good movie Um, so tell us, what are your super special superpowers from your time in the biz? Um, it, that is um, having access to a tremendous number of people. Mm. Um, when, um, well, let me back up one step. I, I, I had, after I got out of, actually, even before I graduated engineering school, um, I had worked for somebody who was an engineer um, and had a couple engineers who I worked for who were fantastic teachers and they made sure that that your job was interesting, that they certainly challenged you and they taught you all kinds of cool stuff. And, and that always inspired me to do a good job and trying to, and so I've sort of, I benefited from their appreciation for teaching and I'm trying to pass that on. So that was certainly a good start even before I got into the neon thing. But through neon, um, when I first started working, I started my own company, Neon Design, 30 something years ago. And a couple of years into it, moved into the warehouse at Transco. And as I was saying before, Transco was selling Mason light, glass and electrodes. Um, I got to be able to go to Transco's distributor and travel f- with those outside salespeople. Where was and Mason Light being? Where is Mason Light located at the in, time? It was located in England. Okay. Oh, um, fun. So, so traveling with Transco's distributors, talking about Mason Light glass and electrodes. Um, I probably got into, I don't know, more than 500 neon shops in the U.S. Wow, that's amazing. It, it is, and it was way cool. And and even and even starting out, we were talking earlier about about sharing knowledge and mm-hmm. and yeah, neon list was around, neon news was around, but yeah, there was still something about the guy up the street wasn't going to tell you crap. Um, that that was too much of that but if you go 500 miles or 1500 miles away everybody who had a shop was so proud of the things that they figured out how to do you know it's like oh man let me show you how I do this oh have you ever seen this before and 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 what about what about this you you know anything about these things blah 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 and everybody was so happy because it takes so much figuring out yourself how yeah. to do this stuff. And, and it's nice to have someone like you who actually understands the challenge they solved. It's exciting well, to have that person to share that with. 
and they were so excited to share the solutions that they had. Yeah. And and then, you know, doing that for year and years and going into more shops and more shops, I was able to pick up great ideas or horrible ideas. Or I mean, <laughs> I don't mean I, I mean it was either, hey man, that's a great idea, or damn, never do that. What not um, to do ever. And bo- both are equally valuable. So and, helpful. Um, and so you just start sharing, you know, from across the country instead of across town. And um, yeah. and so it's worked out really, really good. It's, as I said, mm-hmm. it's, God knows, it's not because I'm smarter than anybody. It's because I've got, have had a wonderful advantage of getting in so many shops and I'm mm-hmm. trying to spread that around. And it still is fascinating. I mean, I got I've got to say, when I was at, when I was at Glass, when we were pumping this crackle tube that's going in that clock, mm-hmm. uh, day, day two was six hours of cycling it through, filling, uh, letting it run, letting it pull down, cycling it through again. Six, I stared at that thing for six hours, and I was fascinated by it changing over time. So, mm-hmm. um, it, so still either neon is endlessly fascinating or i am easily amused and either way um <laughs> it was a good day i mean both both are reasonable morgan you should write a book <laughs> thank you um great brilliant what a what a clever segue there uh, as a matter of fact segue uh, <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, I started writing for a company called, a magazine called Sign Business and wrote every other month for seven years, five years, seven years, for a long time. And those articles were based on questions that I was getting when I was doing technical stuff, answering on the phone at Transco all the time. Hmm. And um, that, um, that became the top 50 questions sort of did you get asked for five years straight so you write them down and uh jacob fishman and i put that together and did some it's going very well mm-hmm. and i think it has the best cover i'm mm-hmm. did you bend did you bend the neon on the cover no it was jacob jacob did cool jacob's awesome. a great bender yes props yeah i love that i love that yeah. there's mm-hmm. actual neon on the cover of it it's great be sure to get uh <laughs> be sure to get um second edition uh i was using first edition just yesterday and using the uh the dc 704 the diffusion pump fluid um scale that's printed in there um somehow in counting between zero and 24 we left out 13. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's an it's an unlucky number anyway. It's, yeah, there's sometimes the elevator. I don't. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a exactly. Scale. Anyway, no, it um, is. So, That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Even the greats make typos. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah, I blame that on my friends who were supposed to be editing it. Editing. Exactly. Editors, you had one. You job. had one job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I used to say that the first 50 pages of that book were edited really, really well, and everybody got bored after that, but... Um, I feel like every time I have a conversation at a party and someone's like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a neon vendor, and they're like, what? Avatar joke. 
And then you're like, yeah, Avatar bending. Yeah. And then they're like, but what is that? What do you do? And then you get two sentences into the science of it and everyone glazes over. <laughs> and they're like, that's cool. And then you, you have to like sort of reignite it with, hey, but I get to play with fire all day. Exactly. You're like, oh, no, but the argon and the mercury together. Yeah. And then and then they're like, oh, God, <laughs> stop, stop talking. You might as well make crap up too. It's 70,000 degrees of fire going into <laughs> And we can hold it in our bare hands. And we hold hands. it in our bare hands. <laughs> Fuck gloves. We heat it. Right. We heat it with, with a billion volts. And it just yeah. sparks all over the room. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning in a bottle. I, I live in a Tesla coil. Thank you, Percy. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, yeah. That's like every I feel like that's like every Russian neon account on Instagram is like, do you live inside a Tesla coil, sir? <laughs> so crazy. Well, the two of you have a fun project you're working on together. Uh, for those of you who are newer to Neon, you should definitely check out Neon Speaks. It's a really cool currently online conference where you can check out very cool season benders doing cool things through the conference. And then it's also a lot of sign enthusiasts and people who are working to um, care for and refurbish signs and things like that. But DJ and Morgan, you have a session this coming October, November. It's uh, soon though. I know it that. Is, it is soon. Uh, next September. DJ and I did one last year together. Mm -hmm. And um, we were heavy on the nonsense part and had a great time. <laughs> DJ got a little carried away with the the editing uh, <laughs> iMovie editor, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Yeah, it, it's it was loved loved by the silliest people. So. My favorite uh, my favorite clip from last year's video that you two did was you walk through like the neon tools, and my favorite quote from you, DJ, was something like, "And a bastardized file, and you get to say bastard." <laughs> yeah. You say bastard when your mom's around. She when your mom's around, you. it's in the correct context. You can't be mad about it. It's oh, what it's, it's like called. Saying, it's like saying bitch when you mean a female dog. It's like yeah. sorry, mom. <laughs> correct usage. Uh, yeah. So Neon Speaks is amazing. I'm a big fan. Uh, uh, my favorite thing they do, besides you know, have us on because that's really cool of them is mm -hmm. they do these really wonderful did um uh, online tours of san francisco neon which mm -hmm. there's so much mm -hmm. and yeah. the last one that my partner and i um bought tickets to it was a specific specifically movies so there was they would show a clip from an awesome movie um uh you know some of them are black and white some of them were a little bit newer that there would be like a neon part and then they would show the new like it now and what what the area looks like now and it was just they had such interesting guests that were like kind of neon adjacent and i really like um how they make it accessible to anybody it's like if you like movies mm -hmm. or if you just mm -hmm. like restoration or if you just like um history or san francisco like you can come at neon speaks from so many different angles i can't say enough good things about them mm, um i'm really uh i'm really happy and, and thankful that they've asked us on again so mm. morgan tell the tell the pod the listeners a little bit more about what we're going to talk about this year our project is um 
not nonsense this year. And it's been a project that I've sort of started getting engaged with a really long time ago. Um, on my way to what, where my shop used to be in the Transcom building, there was, and this was a dozen years ago, there was a guy on the corner in a little dirt spot selling Confederate flags. Mm. And I saw him every day going to work. In the paper, in the state paper after that, there was an, there was an article about it. And the guy had a place in Lawrence, South Carolina called the Redneck Shop. And it used to be the Echo Theater. And I found out about it. I just thought it was a few crazy people. And that was about the end of it for that period. Then about four years ago, there was another article in the paper. And it talked about how Reverend Kennedy, a civil rights advocate from that area, had gotten possession of the building and was mm -hmm. going to turn it into a, how would you describe DJ? A community center, youth groups, uh, general uh, meeting place and museum. Uh, to some degree, a museum of, of racial relations in the South, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. uh, haven't gone well a lot of times and continue well, to not go well. And for context, the town's called Lawrence, South Carolina, and that is the last name of a very, the most wealthy slave trader that existed in the, in the United States at the height of slavery. So there's a lot of layers. Of... A tremendous number of layers. Yes. Yeah. So Injustice. This, article, this article comes up and I'm, and there's the picture in the front of it. And it was probably Reverend Kennedy standing in front. It was the one that I remember. Reverend Kennedy standing in front, holding a picture, which mm -hmm. they sold as a postcard of his great uncle being lynched around on the railroad track just down the street. Mm -hmm. And behind him was the theater marquee. And I was super busy then. I was traveling three weeks out of every month. It was just a brutal schedule. And I was just looking at that thing and thinking, man, I'd like to be able to help on something like that sometime. Mm -hmm. A few more years go by, about a year ago, there's another article. And it's about how a University of South Carolina student um, had contacted um, the Reverend and offered to help get some money and get this project going because for whatever reasons um it wasn't moving forward very fast and after that article was in the paper i called up and said i would like to um i'd like to fix your marquee or at least the letters the neon on the marquee mm -hmm. and then i had to they're like well you know, that's great, but, you know, we need whatever, three million, four million dollars, and that's just a drop in the bucket. And it's really not the most important thing. We've got all these projects going on inside and, and the museum has to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, I don't have, the only skill set I have is making neon. Mm -hmm. I can help do this. So I can bring this part and I know people who can help me. Mm -hmm. And I know that y'all think 
it's just the sign on the front. But you need to believe me that this is this is a bigger deal than that. Mm-hmm. That the that and, and, and we got a choice of, of some colors on there over the past years. That that these lights on the front of this thing, it's not just we're doing something that's showy out front and it helps the people who are who've been giving money to this cause. It when we get this thing working, this is gonna be like a beacon of hope. It is like a candle in the window. It is like a, a, a light by the shore so people mm-hmm. can find their way homes. Mm-hmm. And, and they're like, well, we don't really know that, but if you say <laughs> it, then yes, we'll let you go ahead with this project. And we um, I talked to a bunch of other people, um, starting with Danielle, who I'd hung around with enough by that point in time to have an idea that she would like to be in on this mm-hmm. and hell um, yeah yeah <laughs> and um down also, with racism and you so know. I also spoke to the people at um um who do neon speaks because they are brilliant in marketing and how can we manage so to please stop me from doing anything stupid and miss an opportunity because it is a big deal and um, we got it done, lighting ceremony. We did it in a couple stages. Uh, we did a part of it's run by solar and David Wilson did a thing um, that Danielle helped on for the Glass Art Society. And it's, um, it was quite a rewarding project. Agreed. Like it was watching people see it on for the first time and what? over 30 years is that too much is it too too like it was no, i was mm-hmm. around there it was around there and and you know it's not a, it's not an old grand theater marquee it's a pretty um down down south countries like um kind of macgyvered in a way <laughs> um sign situation but it's really it was important that it wants to be inside mm-hmm. on the outside so people start seeing the change happen um mm-hmm. and I, I just being on top of that marquee for a few uh different visits there were different uh reactions to us being there mm. um there were very negative ones and there were a you know, towards the end, with a lot of security involved for the final um, <laughs> lighting ceremony, there were, it was jubilation. It was, it was the best any neon person could ever experience. Yeah. I mean, I didn't bend the glass, Morgan bent all of the glass. I just helped document a lot of it and mm-hmm. held a ladder or, to- or two. But um, yeah, it was emotional. It was an emotional experience. Uh, and to see that like neon could do that was like a mind bending because you know there's art and like I don't know I have kind of an uh, nihilistic view of the art world I, I participated in it to make money and to survive but um, to see see a craft really um, make children stop and look at it like there were children mm-hmm. around at the party that just stopped and looked and like were were like their attention was caught for a second it was it was cool 
beautiful. So beautiful. It was definitely a cool experience. We will be sharing much more uh, information about that process at the Neon Speaks in September. So go check it out. Tune into Neon Speaks and check out um, DJ. What? How do you? How do you find? How do you find Echo Theater on Instagram or social media stuff? They, all their stuff hate. is yeah. All their stuff's on rehabhate.com, um, and you can donate. You can uh, volunteer, and you can I think do many other things on their website. Uh, mm-hmm. Regan is uh, the gentleman who runs that website, and um, their executive director for the yeah. nonprofit helping revitalize it. Yes, and uh, we also worked a little bit with a gentleman named David Wilson on making part of the marquee a solar uh, mm-hmm. run project, which was super eye-opening and, and, and informative. I, I, I learned so much on that trip. That was so much fun. And you got to hang out with David. Always and I got time. to eat tacos with David. Yes. <laughs> yes. It was great. It was great. And he gave me, uh, David's a glass blower also. And now I have, uh, three I think amazing like he, he cut the tops off of some corona bottles and like it put them chucked them up in a lathe and a glass lathe and like flared them out so they're these really great uh car- cocktail glasses and I love them <laughs> so much well, I, think David, I don't think David well, had a lathe I think I'm pretty sure he would have done that by hand uh of course of course <laughs> anybody can use a lathe Ah, oh, Morgan's flexing. Sorry, sorry, now. Lamp, sorry scientific lamps lowers. I didn't mean that. I, I'm sorry. I can't <laughs> use a lathe. A Anybody lot of other can use a lathe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, lathes scare me so much. <laughs> Apologies to scientific lamp workers. I want to go back to the time when scientists like act like like nerds in lab coats also had to be glass blowers because they were no, serious they, they just had to like make their shit themselves i think yeah. that's so cool yeah actually fun fact hour talking to bruce Sue about that very thing today yeah 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 bruce i think his his words were measure damn it <laughs> that's <laughs> and, write the measurement, that. and write the measurements down so you can do it again well, we're kind of starting to wrap up, but before we do that, Morgan, I like to ask our guests a strange or ridiculous question because that's just who I am deep inside. And so what I want to know is what did you name your very first vehicle? That's what I want to know. I didn't. You didn't name it? No. Oh, well, then it what was it? It, uh, <laughs> well, let me. You want? Let me give you the caveat first. It cost nine hundred and ten dollars, and when I was driving it back from Louisiana, where I bought it, it had the dash had fake fur on it, and the cockroaches Ooh. were blowing out as I was <laughs> driving it home. <laughs> three of three of the four headlights were in the trunk because the front end was wrecked. <laughs> Um, but it was mine, uh, and it was the 58 Corvette, and oh, I, I spent yes. all of my high school spare time working job, working a job, uh, building a sailboat, and all that money got dumped into that car, so I had it for years. What color was it? It was red. Oh, 
Little yes. red Corvette. We're we gonna get to that. <laughs> Alice, what was your first car? So my first car was a 1986 Buick Regal, and it was a I also paid approximately $200 for it from my mm. great uncle who definitely told us that it worked and <laughs> the odometer definitely broke many, many, many years before I got it. And like, I okay. learned very quickly how to use the like fuses Pardon my dog in the background, please. She's clearly having some sort of issue, but the, <laughs> you couldn't roll down the window without blowing a fuse. So like, <laughs> so like, and it had these two knobs. So like, I don't know if anyone who's ever driven an old car has seen this, but like the way that you use the levers, there were two levers and one you would push forward to tell it that you want to roll it down and then one to push backward to push it back up and then every time you did it it would blow a fuse so i just kept like this random like smorgasbord of different size fuses in my glove box that i had to routinely switch it's amazing <laughs> dj what was your first car my first car was a dodge neon oh of course oh, it was no. come on that's just rude i didn't no. plan it i didn't plan it i promise it was it was like $700. I had a grocery store job and it was my first job. It was my first car. It was white. And then after that, I got a job at a smoothie place. I think it's called Tropicana Cafe or something now, but at the time it was called Amazon Cafe. And I started right as they opened and they were putting vinyl stickers on the windows and the bottom, it was grass. And the guy who put the vinyl on had extra grass left over. And I was like, hey, can I have that? And he was like, yeah. And then I put the extra grass along both sides of my Dodge Neon. <laughs> yes, because that was who I am. Of course you did. And then I called it the Grassy Knoll because I'm an, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it so much. This is I thought I was magic. being cool and like making a weed reference and then I think for like my entire high school career everyone thought I just had like the lawn care service. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yep. Oh, I love it so much. That's lovely. Hey Morgan, so we spoke to Eve about neon songs specifically and she gave us some pretty awesome suggestions for our soon-to-be podcast spotify list once we get enough to make a spotify list what are your suggestions well it there's a lot of pressure following eve because even (laughs) i already i know have some idea of her depth and breadth of musical knowledge and we share a lot of favorite bands so yeah she brought funkadelic out it's hard to beat and see i know i know and, and, and <laughs> damn, I mean, it, it, it is an it's an obvious choice because it is a great song. Um, and we did, and I did get to see them play it live a couple times. So that's that's I'm I'm sticking with that one too. Uh, <laughs> next next is is uh, another easy choice. Um, Craftworks Neon Lights. 
which we mm -hmm. have on glow in the dark vinyl 12 inch single you hipster oh amazing yeah. <laughs> i mean you hipster right. dude that's awesome so is that the one that goes neon lights yes na, 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 na. did you do backing vocals on that sound like no exactly the same. Oh. no <laughs> Definitely didn't. wasn't alive then, but thank you. Yes, that was it. <laughs> yeah, second, second, second choice. We've had, and we did have that. Damn, I wonder if that came out before or after we started Neon. Anyway, not, That's a good not song. Neon started, not not in 1902 or whatever that was. Anyway, um, and my new current new favorite is um, Magnetic Fields, Born on a Train. Great, great. Yeah. Magnetic Fields right is the best. Reference. Really yeah, good. Good. Mm -hmm. really good. It's a good mm -hmm. one. Love it. So Absolutely. I did turn I did I did turn Eve on to that one. So that's my, <laughs> my nod to Eve too. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Morgan. We will we have you back. To... Yes. Thank you. Get used to, to get used to Morgan's lovely voice. He will join us on the regular. Maybe we'll even sit, like, I don't remember like, volunteering just... for that. But... <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't volunteer. We voluntold uh, no, you. You're, you're, you're being voluntold is what's okay. happening. You're retired. You have time. <laughs> <laughs> so get a life or work our podcast. That's that's what yeah, we're telling you. There's, you're going to regret like, the day you told me you were retired. Two tough choices. Get in a life or be on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'll have to think about that tonight. <laughs> but Morgan also has a boat that he needs to do. He needs to like a life, a life outside of life, neon that includes a boat That's and correct. water. Yeah. A life on the on the sea. Yes. Like a pirate. I like how I like how DJ basically just told you to let anyone who hears our podcast to come <laughs> hang out with you on your boat. Like it's just I like see. here you go. Yeah. yeah. By the lake, rather. <laughs> Hopefully yeah. soon it'll be off the lake and in the ocean. So we'll so this, see if you can find from it. The, from this moment forward, all of our podcasts are going to be like, these people are terrible. Don't find them. <laughs> <laughs> they live in horrible, can, like, it's just don't go there. The lake is just not as, the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. It really right. isn't. The yeah. lake is green. <laughs> you won't enjoy yourself. <laughs> you won't enjoy the amount of cats that are just so cute and adorable. Just all the time you won't i promise there's spare there's their spares if anybody would like home for um two nice um orange calicos you hey, heard it here free cats here. long hair <laughs> brother and sister free cats and neon lessons free cats both <laughs> and neon lessons <laughs> what more could you ask for take home silicone blowhose and a couple of cats <laughs> yes this is magnificent <sighs> well thank you again morgan we're so grateful uh, thank you all I'm grateful we both love you too. so much and we're so glad that you are our friend all are much love friend. yeah yeah it's good to have people that you can ask why your shit's broken <laughs> <laughs> did parliament fuckadelic do that one too yes it's on their first album so when i was starting up my shop uh, Morgan helped me a ton, but another gentleman who helped me from afar, his name is Robert House, 
He lives in Alaska. He's going to be our next guest. I'm really excited about it. You should be excited about it too. We might talk about electrodes the whole time. Aren't you excited about that? I you am. should be. Yes. <laughs> Get ready, folks. It's going to be a hootenanny. <laughs> <laughs> Robert House, next time on Neon Nonsense. Bye. Well, that sounded haunted. What?